Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Digital Brand Building Podcast. Joining me today is Stephen Van Bellaham. And we're going to talk about how to create an offer you can't refuse. Now, it's not as simple as that sounds, if it sounds simple to you. There's a wide variety of things that he does to come up with that offer. And f- with that, before we jump in, I want Stephen to kind of give you a, a little bit of a background on, on himself. He's also got a book. And then we'll jump right in. Hey, Mark. Nice to be on your show. Um yeah, my background, I'm, I'm passionate about the future of customer experience, and I like to create content around that and share that with, with all kind of people who, who love to learn more about it. In the past 10 years, I've written five books about this topic. I share a lot of content on social media. Um, I'm also an entrepreneur, started two companies. One is called Nextworks, which is an inspiration company. We take people, uh, executives mainly, to innovative hubs around the world, from Silicon Valley to China. Uh, I started a company called Snackbytes, which is a social media marketing agency. And uh, I'm a part-time marketing professor at the Vlerik Business School in Belgium and a guest uh, lecturer at the London Business School in, uh, in the UK. Wow. Okay, quite the background. Five books. Impressive. I've written one and almost uh, died from exhaustion from doing it. It took me a year. I wrote every word, so five. I, I can't even imagine. You're a glutton for punishment, <laughs> but good for you. Thank you. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's jump in. So creating an offer you can't refuse. First of all, what does that mean in your context, in your world? And let's start down the path of how you create that offer that someone can't refuse. All right. Well, uh, the offer you can't refuse, it's also the title of my of my latest book. And what I wanted to do is, is give marketers, uh, business leaders, a very simple pragmatic model that will help them to, to bring customer experience and brand experience together. Because in many organizations, those responsibilities are shared uh, along the company. Um, but the truth is for a customer, it's just one experience. And I, I created, based on my research, four components that customers today really value, that they find important. And the, the bottom of the model is, is very simple. It's, it's having a good product, a good service, and a good price. It's the minimum demand. It's been there forever, but it's still crucial today. Huh? Um, but what we've seen is that digital convenience today is also part of this minimum demand. Um, in the past 10 years, it, it was a differentiator. If you were more convenient than others, you could, you could play that game and you could win customers. That's how companies like Amazon and Uber and all those uh, new kind of kids around the corner really won their market. What you see today, and especially because of the big digital jump that we made because of the pandemic, um, digital convenience is just norm. If you have it, fine. If you don't have it, it becomes a negative differentiator. So those two elements, good product price, digital convenience, is what you need to be in business and to have a good functional relationship with your customer. But you need more. People want more than just convenience. Expectations are higher. And I like to work with two dimensions on top of that that really help to differentiate your brand and to differentiate the experience for your customers. The first one is what I call partner in life strategy, where it's about understanding the human behind the customer, where it's about using your 
empathic skills to know what what the movie that people have about their life you know what 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 plays there what their fears are what their dreams are so you can bring services that you can bring content that goes beyond your product that can you know that that actually creates value in their life journey here it's not about a customer journey it's about a life journey and adding value there and a second component is adding value to society um, what you see is that more and more customers expect organizations to take responsibility. There, there's a lot on our plate in the world today. Uh, we're, we're fighting against racism and discrimination. Uh, we have a huge climate issue. We have the biggest healthcare crisis that we've ever seen with a devastating impact on businesses and individuals. So there's a lot on our plate. And what you see is that the, the market expects that companies take their responsibility and that they try to become part of the solution and use their strength to add value to society. And, and that's the fourth component. And, and then you have four layers in the model, good product price, good service, digital convenience, partner in life, adding value to society, changing your world. Those four components, uh, individually, they bring value to the customer. Individually, they create a brand experience, but at the same time, they also create a customer experience and they create a total perception about your brand. And if you create value on each of those four components, then you have the offer you can't refuse. Okay, so l let me stop you right there. Okay. Let's start with the first one. What was the first one again? Product, price, service, the minimum demand. How exactly, without going into too much detail, but how do I even start with that? Well, you know, it's... I think if you don't have a product that brings value to people, you have a you have a huge problem. And and the truth is, this is already a big challenge for many organizations. You have a lot of marketers that work in commodity markets and uh, don't see any kind of differentiation. So I think that the challenge here is to really understand um, what brings value to your customer. Uh, I've I've been working for twelve years in a marketing research company called Insights Consulting. I was one of the early people there. And, you know, it's, it's so crazy to see that there's still so many marketers out there that are so far away from their customers that they don't understand what brings value to them. So I think starting here is to create a good product, you need to spend time with your customers. And, and I don't want to push the myth here that customer experience means that you need to do what customers ask you to do. I don't believe that. I think you need to understand what customers want and then you have to bring value to them. And your product is, is of course, the the ticket to play the game, the ticket to start to start going to the market. Okay, now let's go to number two. What's the second uh, way to do this? Digital convenience. How do you how do you do that? What what is the what's the methodology or what's how do I do that? Well, methodology here is to really focus on every detail of the customer journey and and try to let's say optimize every detail of that. And I I like to start here with thinking about what is the scarcest resource that people have? What do you think, Mark? What is the scarcest resource that people have these days? Probably attention, if you're a marketer, you're getting people's attention, but... Uh... Yeah, and if you look to a family, don't, look, don't think about marketing. Think about an average family, average US family. What is their scarcest resource today? Probably time. Time, exactly. Time is the scarcest resource. And we're becoming more and more sensitive with our time. Uh, with, because of the pandemic, we're even more sensitive about it. We're really careful about where to spend our time. And digital convenience is linked to time. If you waste people's time, they're going to walk away. Um, and the, the challenge is to, um, uh, with time, basically, you can do two things. You can enhance people's time and you can save time of people. And most technology companies are really focused on 
saving out time. Like Amazon, they're the expert in the world on saving out time, and they have the most convenient buying uh, process, so people go there. But you also have companies that try to do both. You have like Netflix that try to give you a good time. They try to enhance your time, but in an efficient way. Like I'm, I'm a huge fan of the skip intro button from Netflix. Um, every time I push it, I'm like, all right, I saved uh, 30 seconds. And, and you know the consequence, then you give two hours back to Netflix. So that's the kind of relationship that you have with those guys now. And they're experts in both. So if you want to create digital convenience, it's about understanding a customer's time. How can you save time? How can you enhance time? And, and one of the you know, very pragmatic methodologies that I like to use with, with my clients is to play what I call the friction hunter game. And I invite them to become friction hunters. And what I mean with that is very simple. You go through every digital process that you have from a customer point of view. And you look for every small detail where you are wasting people's time, where you create a small friction and you waste people's time. And then you make a list, very simple. And you make a list of 20, 30 kind of small frictions. I'm not talking about, oh, our e-commerce is not frictionless enough. No, that's too big. You need to dive into the detail. What, what, what's wrong there exactly? And if you make a list, you will see that those frictions can be split up into groups. On the one hand, you will have a group of, of frictions that are very easy to solve. On the other hand, you will have a group that is more complex, where you need more time. My advice is always start with the easy to solve ones. And if, there's, if there are a quick win, that means you can solve them without too much budget and you can solve them without too much time investment, which means you can put a name next to, that, next to them and you can agree that they will be gone two weeks from now. And then you come together with all the friction hunters. You say, okay, that we remove all the frictions. And then you make a wall in your organization where you put stars on the wall with all the frustrations that you removed and that becomes the wall of previous frustrations. And then you keep on going and you keep the rhythm going. And eventually what you see, the effect of that is really tremendous. Huh? It, it, it sounds like something very small and very basic, but the impact is huge. It, it has a double, double impact. How many people give up just on your website? As marketers, you know this. You know, if you if you put too many, too much friction on a website, even um, it, people start bailing pretty quickly. So uh, that advice is is spot on. Let Let's move to number three. What's number three? Partner in life. So let Let's break that down for everybody listening. All right, partner in life is about understanding the human behind the customer. This is not about your product and about your company anymore. Um, this is not even about your. The, trying to sell your product or your service. This is about understanding what happens in people's lives and trying to understand the worries that they have or the dreams that they have. And if you can understand those, you can bring services that will go beyond your product that will help people in their day-to-day -day life. Um, let, let me give you one example, if I may. Um, there's this insurance company in, in the Netherlands, in Holland, called Centraal Beheer. And they're part of the Agnia Group, one of the larger insurance groups in the world. And they, um, their dream is to become a partner in sustainable living. And of course, they have great products huh? and they have great claim handling and uh, they try to do everything as, as good as possible. But then now they want to become a partner in sustainable living. And they were wondering, okay, what are worries that people have about sustainable living? Oh, one of them is, is energy. People are worried about their energy usage. So they help their clients to install solar panels on their roof. So we have an insurance company here that is helping out people in the Netherlands to install solar panels. And why are they doing this? Because they know that their clients think it's a hustle and a hurdle to install solar panels. So they want to help out. Plus, they have a lot of data available 
from all the claims that they had to handle about people that were unhappy with their supplier of solar panels. So they perfectly know who the good partners in the market are. And now if you go to their website, in an extremely user-friendly way, you can get a proposal. You just type in your address with Google technology, they scan your roof, in real time you get a proposal and a few days later they bring solar panels to your house. And that's just one of the offerings that they have. But they do the, the same for you know, protecting your house against fire. They don't just make content about it, they send someone to your house to, to fix the problems if there's, if there's a problem. They have like an app that is like an Uber for chores. If something's wrong in your house, you just push a button, they send someone the same day to fix it. So they are going beyond insurance. And they are thinking about what kind of needs do people have? I, I, I love their concept with their car insurance, by the way. The, they, they saw in their data that a lot of people, they drive their car and they bump into things every year. Um, but they're like small scratches and small dents, right? And the kind of things you don't want to go to the shop to, to, to fix or you don't want to call your insurance company because it's, it's too expensive to involve them. Um, so you drive around with a car that has a few scratches. So they know that. So every year they organize the little dents and scratches day. And then every client can go in and they fix the little scratches uh, completely for free. And they organize like a party around it. And their own employees are part of that. And if, if it's not COVID, they give you a drink and they give you some snacks. And in the meanwhile, they fix your car completely for free because they know that's a problem in life, but people don't want to use their product for it, but they still want to offer that service. It's, it's that kind of mentality that I mean with partner in life. Love it. Love it. By the way, who is that company that does all the, the minor scratches? Central Beheer, it's called. Okay. It's uh, the Dutch insurance company. Okay, so let's go to the last one. What's number four? Um, changing your world, having a positive impact on society. Okay, break that down for us. All right. Um, so as I mentioned, a lot of challenges that we have um, and people expect organizations to be part of the solution. Um, if you look at the research right now, you see that the average citizen of a country in the world believes that business leaders have a higher impact and more... Um, power on the market to, to solve issues like climate change and social challenges that we have. Um, and three quarters of the world expects business leaders to actually stand up and act proactively to these problems and don't wait until a government is imposing them to do so. And, you know, when you talk about changing the world, um, sometimes I feel that's too big. Some organizations tell me, hey, Stephen, we're, we're just selling paint, my friend. We're, we're not going to change the world. And uh, I follow that. So I think what you need to, to have as a mindset is think, how can you change your world? What are the strengths that you can use in your market to make a difference? And what are the trade-offs in your industry that you could solve? Because for, for many customers, when you buy something, um, it, there's a trade-off involved. Uh, we, we have to choose between privacy and convenience, or we want to buy something cheap, and we know that it's not produced in an ethical way, or we like to travel and we know that it's bad for the planet. There's, there's always a trade-off. Almost everything that we buy, there's a trade-off involved. And once you understand that, that trade-off, at that moment, you can start to think, how can we reduce the trade-off and how eventually can we eliminate it? Uh, well, one of the markets that this is really happening right now is, is the market of um, synthetic meat uh, because like I'm not a vegetarian, I like to eat meat when I when I have a barbecue. I like to have a steak on the barbecue. That's me. I cannot help it. <laughs> and um, but I know it's bad for my personal health. 
And I know it's bad for the planet, right? So what you see now is that this is a trade-off. And companies like Beyond Meat, uh, Impossible Burgers, if these guys succeed in their mission, then they can reduce that trade-off. And maybe eventually they can eliminate that trade-off. So I think where you need to start as a marketer is look at the strengths that you have. How can you leverage those based on the trade-off that customers have to make when they buy something from your, uh, from your organization? Okay. And then, so those are the four right. pillars, so to speak. I don't know if you call it something else. How do you then take all that information, which is fantastic, by the way, and, and create that offer that you can't refuse? I, I think there are two dimensions here. On, on the one hand, this is a story about branding. Um, all the things that you do, all those four pillars, they contribute to your brand. So I think you need to know what kind of brand experience you want to create and how you want to bring this to the market. But at the same time, this is a customer experience. Uh, everything that touches the market, everything that you do that touches the customer is customer experience. Uh, the kind of product you make, the, the frictions on your website, the amount of pollution that you create for the planet, it all has an impact on the customer experience. So I think you need to understand that both dimensions are happening here. And if you know how you will, will want to bring your brand to the market, that's step number one. And then step number two is how can you deliver? How can you deliver every single day? How can you prove every single day that you're serious about this over and over again? And if you succeed in that, creating that image and then showing up every single day, proving it to the market that you're serious about it, then eventually people will see it as an offer they can't refuse. All right. Well, with that, Stephen... Uh, that kind of concludes this podcast. I do want to give you the opportunity to uh, talk about your book real quick, uh, your YouTube channel, uh, and uh, how to reach you. So your YouTube channel is at uh, Stephen Van... Well, I'm not even going to spell this out. It's going to be in the show, show notes because there's no way anyone's going to be able to write this down. So just look in the show notes. But talk us, t tell us about the book and uh, how to reach you. Yeah, um, best way to reach me is send me a LinkedIn message or uh, go to my website, which is myname.com. We can put that in the show notes as well. So Stephen Van Bellegam. Um My book, uh, The Offer You Can't Refuse, it's, it, it uh, came out in September and people now know the, the content. They know what it's all about. So if they want to check it out, they're, they're more than welcome to do so. If they don't want to read the book, they can go to my YouTube channel. I share a lot of videos there about the book. My keynotes are shared there. Um, every week I do an update about what's going on in this, in this playing field. Um, if they're not on YouTube, uh, I share a lot of content on Instagram as well, where it's just my name as an, uh, as an account name. Uh, I'm on Twitter with Stephen VBE. Is there my, uh, my Twitter handle? So they're more than welcome to follow me on those channels. All right. With that, I want to thank you, Stephen, and uh, really appreciate you being on the show. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me.